This is a Research in Practice podcast, supporting evidence-informed practice with children and families, young people and adults. Hi everyone, I'm Claire um, from Research in Practice. I'm a Research and Development Officer. I have led on the Involving People topic for 2020-21 programme, and this has included uh, various resources, such as the Strategic Brief on Co-Production and Strength-Based Working, and this uh, briefing had some key messages for leaders and managers. And it talks a lot about the theory and how managers and leaders can create a culture and encourage co-production within their organisations. So we hear a lot about co-production in our sector, but I feel, and I'm sure many people do, that the discussion is still quite theoretical. And I'd like to know a bit more about how it can work in organisations, especially for people with lived experience of services. So today I'm talking to Clenton Farquharson, who is our expert in co-production. He's going to help us to get to the bottom of what co-production is. So we'll have a little think about some of the challenges and how they can be overcome uh, with a bit of focus maybe on how practitioners can work with people that they're supporting to think about where there are opportunities to use co-production. And Clenton has a very impressive CV. He is the chair of the Think Local Act Personal Partnership Board. He's a trustee of the Race Equality Foundation. He's an ambassador for disability rights and he also has lived experience of social care services amongst various other accolades. Um, so hello Clinton, welcome. Oh, how are you today? I'm great, thank you Claire. <laughs> thank you for that uh, <laughs> uh, 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 massive uh, um, introduction. Thank oh, you. Very good. So can you tell us a little bit about your background in this area and why co-production is important to you? Um, my background uh, in this area, as, as a, uh, I describe myself as a, a, a black disabled uh, person who uses health and social care, and I employ my own personal assistant. And um, I basically stumbled across uh, um, what we call co-production and, um, and personalisation, uh, uh, and I stumbled across it through what I call the two tribes and the, the tribe of NHS you know, uh, Health England uh, and social care, because both talk in different languages uh, <laughs> uh, speak. So um, I just assumed everything was in place for um, disabled people. And this is basically my journey that I realised co-production isn't just about like you introduced about the the theory which i call the head how do we connect the head and the heart to the uh, actual doing the hands bit the practitioner level and that's exactly. what i try to do brilliant okay so as you say we've got a lot of information on the theory like in our strategic briefing um which will share, you know, are useful for leaders and managers to get them thinking about the benefits of co-production. Um, but how would you explain what co-production is in really basic terms? And I've got a second part to that question, which is, do you like the term co-production? Oh, OK, we'll come back. Um, OK. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the, the term co-production. I think, to be honest, co-production is the term is quite jargonistic and um, 
plain language, it's not really easy to describe. How I describe co-production, uh, and this is how my brain works, to, you know, <laughs> simplicity is, uh, uh, and how I describe it is uh, working together, learning together. That's how I describe co-production, because we right. can all learn from each other. I hope that answers your yeah, uh, exactly. question. <laughs> and, and for and and for me, um, the 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 issue how how uh, I talk about uh, co-production is together is better. That's you know alone is harder. So you know, uh, and what I mean is this is part of the culture of um, what we've created in health and social care of people doing to you uh, uh, and for you. What co-production is trying to do is introduce uh, um, the the lens of doing with uh, uh, and alongside, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, when we spoke previously, you mentioned um, the song by Salt and Pepper. Um, <laughs> I wondered if you could just uh, share that lovely analogy with people listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I thought you forgot about that. Yeah. No. Um, uh, yeah, the analogy that I, uh, I use, because um, I think we need to um, engage with dialogue of what co-production isn't, if that makes uh, uh, sense. And I use this analogy, and, and I love music. Uh, <laughs> and um, when I was describing, trying to describe what co-production isn't, um, it reminded me of the song by Salt and Pepper. And uh, the first line talks about let's talk about sex. And I'll tell you why uh, and what that means. And that means to me, often people talk about co-production uh, uh, is like teenage sex. Everyone talks about <laughs> it. Nobody really knows how to do it. Everyone thinks everyone else is doing it. So everyone claims they are doing it. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's how I describe, uh, you know, because everyone says, oh, yeah, I'm doing co-production, you know, uh, <laughs> and when you start digging deeper, you realise, mm, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Love it. Um, yeah, so we have talked a little bit about when we chatted last time about these three levels of co-production. Um, and I wondered if you could explain to everyone what they are. I, I, um, yeah, I can explain those levels, but I just want to try and put that into context when, um, when we talk about personalisation, because personalisation, for me, uh, uh, it fits, you know, hand in glove with okay. uh, co-production. Yeah. And um, I, um, there's seven principles when I'm talking about uh, personalisation. The first one lends itself to co-production through... Uh, um, uh, uh, nothing about me without me, and that lends itself from uh, the disability uh, uh, movement. So co-production and personalisation. You know, if you're going to do, you, you can't do just two and four people. You have to do with, uh, you know, and alongside. But it also to remember, everyone is unique. That's a a, a fundamental principle for me in co-production and personalisation. And the third one I would talk about 
of the principles, how you communicate and interact with people impacts on our self-worth, dignity, aspirations, opportunities to live their life. Um, the other uh, principle when I talk about it is everyone can do something to achieve personalization, however little. And remember, little things can make a big difference in personalization. We always look for this transformational change, a big bang theory, mm. but little things can make uh, a big difference. And also uh, uh, the principle of we all are equal and deserve mutual respect and all have skills, knowledge and experience that we can bring to the discussion. Okay, okay. so what uh, I actually mean by that is um, to move away from just having insider conversations to bring in outsiders in who can bring in a different perspective. And then my last pr uh, principle is empowerment works both ways. So it's not about trying to empower um, you know, people who use services. It's also about empowering practitioners and the workforce. So uh, to remember the, as the core elements of personalization and co-production. And um, one of the guiding uh, or North Stars um, uh, for me on this is if you stick to the convenient, you will never find the unexpected. That's what co-production is. Co-production is a way of opening up dialogue, not debate. If you frame uh, debate, debate is framed in the, the, the framework of wrong and right. So you end up having more heated arguments. Yeah. But if you frame it as dialogue, that's a different, uh, you know, uh, lens and uh, uh, and frame of, uh, of of meeting of the minds. If that uh, makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's really good. When I'm um, when I talk about co-production and the three levels, I'm coming from first the individual level, which is one to one. That's the, the, the most I call it basic. Uh, level that me and you are doing at the moment. We're having a dialogue in um, in adult social care. That individual dialogue normally is set and framed around care and support or mm. care and support plans. You know, de depending where you are along that line. But then you've got organisational structure, and what I mean by uh, organisational structure. That is, um, is in the form and function of how certain activities are directed in order to achieve the goal of the organisation, in this case, of adult social care, through activities that can include rules that the organisation puts up, the roles that the organisation uh, 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 does, and also the responsibility but then uh, uh, thinking about the functional structure, which is ultimately influences the relationship between management and the workforce and how communication flows where responsibility falls and the conditions that enable the culture of co-production, what I call to thrive. 
And we need to remember the good news for me, and it's good news, that structures are, um, aren't written in stone. They're easily tweaked or altered as organisations grow or adapt with time. And that's done through co-production. Uh, it reminds me of it's not the strong that survive. It's the most adaptable to the changing times. And if you think about where we are right now, we're living through the most exceptional circumstances mm. and times right now. And uh, we need co-production more, not less. Definitely agree with that. Uh, other elements of the third element, I, I would say it's, I call it about systems or community. And what I mean by systems uh, is what uh, I mean is about addressing root causes of social problems, uh, which are often hard to control and embedded in networks of how people live their lives and uh, the external factors such as um, social inequality, uh, structural racism, uh, or underfunded support services uh, play out. And that's where health, social care, housing, or public services play out. And it's understanding uh, how we plan those processes and design those uh, uh, processes fundamentally alter the, the components and structure for uh, how people behave in that workforce in certain ways. So for, for me, uh, again, and many others, co-production can play a massive role and it's a long-term relationship. Mm. And you can see how all those three um, levels, so if you call them that, really are, are intrinsically connected for that for that sort of structural change you need that kind of individual involvement so do you have any thoughts or tips you can share with us around how practitioners can help people that they're supporting to understand co-production you know in the development of their care and support plans on a really basic terms and in, in, the, in the basic terms for me, at an individual level, the one-to-one level, one -to -one level, when we're talking about care and support plans, um, uh, the, the basic conversation uh, for me should be framed around um, aspirations, wishes, dreams. And we've got tools, we've got many tools that can do, and sometimes called uh, person-centred uh, mm -hmm. uh, approaches or person-centered thinking or I've even you know person-centered planning but they're, yeah. they're all two tools that can in uh in enable and facilitate practitioners to uh, uh pull out what is in what matters most to the uh, individual and there's three words uh, that are trying to describe person-centered because that could be seen as jargon person yeah. you know and i'll say three uh, words and and the three words are ask what matters most to the individual listen to what matters uh, uh, most to the individual and then do what matters most to the individual from your conversation that's a person-centered uh, uh, care to, uh, to me but if you want to 
go into the theory. There's plenty of theory yeah. a, around <laughs> just that a, a practical level that practitioners can uh, uh, talk, uh, use in a, a very simplistic way to try and elicit how they build that foundation of what matters to the individual they're talking to and uh, and build that um, well-being that enables them to live a life. It's been very, very lovely to speak to you, Clinton. Lots of really brilliant things to think about for, for practitioners and people with lived experience of services and managers and leaders as well. Lots of really important messages there. Um, any any other things you, you would like to mention before we sign off for today? I just think one of the things that we uh, need to help practitioners is um, about exploring what vulnerability, the power of vulnerability. And yeah. um, one of the things that I, I, I must say, practitioners in this pandemic have been doing their best in this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And we thank you all for doing what you do, you know, and um, what, uh, what we would hope um, that uh, back at the ranch for a better uh, uh, that <laughs> you are supported to uh, and able to refuel yourself to give your best uh, 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 again. And one of the biggest issues is how we use curiosity. How do we make sure curiosity of a, a fellow human being? Because mm. sometimes we can, that can get lost because of all the transactional elements of filling in paperwork. You know, I've got to. You know, mm. uh, you know, and we forget that it could be a human uh, uh, at the end of that discussion. And that's why for me, um, when I talk about um, social care, social care for me um, can change your life. NHS saved my life. Mm. But the hard work and hard yardage were done by practitioners supporting to enable me Educating, helping me to to uh, to uh, be aware, and then empowered uh, me to do what I'm doing now. So I've um, got a lot to say. Thank you to uh, uh, practitioners. Lovely, and I suppose that was all all things that were co-produced with yourself. So exactly, brilliant, lovely. Thank you so much, Clinton. for listening to this research in practice podcast we hope you've enjoyed it why not share with your colleagues and let us know your thoughts on twitter tweet us at research ip